The following is someone describing the taste of Tim Horton's new dark roast coffee. Mmm, very smooth. And now that same person describing it literally in the dark. I've entered darkness. The dusky resplendence promulgates its nascent glory upon my yearning palate. The dark roast is spirited in taste, yet composed. All hail to darkness! Tim Horton's new dark roast coffee. A brand new blend of 100% Arabica beans brewed for a rich, full flavor and smooth finish. Get into the dark at participating restaurants. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Dean Millard and Guy Flaming on Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Welcome back to The Pipeline Show. We're on the button segment as the director of scouting for TSN. Craig Button is going to join us uh, momentarily. Uh, we'll talk some top prospect game. Well, I, I want to know some about some of the guys out of the queue uh, from Craig, who uh, will have seen these guys uh, more than most. And uh, can educate me on some of the guys uh, that he saw at the top prospect game uh, out of the queue uh, that we're going to get on. Uh, we're going to have Timo's, uh, Timo Meyer on the program on uh, Monday. Uh, so I'll get a pre-scout uh, opinion from uh, Craig Button about him and some of the other guys out of the queue that were at the prospects game. Uh, but first, we're going to hear from uh, the MVP from the prospects game, Travis Konechny of the Ottawa 67s. Jumped into the play. He was looking for another point. And that's his offensive instincts. He realized there was an odd man opportunity. Konechny scores again! As we're very pleased to uh, welcome once again back to the Pipeline Show, Craig Button. How are you today, sir? And uh, we just hung up on Craig Button, or he hung up on us. Uh, either or, uh, we'll get uh, Craig back on the show uh, momentarily. That gives me time to uh, remind you that uh, you can join me on the Azerkan 2016 World Junior Tour to Finland. We depart on Boxing Day next year, so you can spend, well, later this year, so you can spend Christmas with the family and then go. Uh, tickets include 12 games, including three games uh, for Canada in the round robin, the two quarterfinal games, semifinals, and both medal games. You got flights, four-star hotel, breakfast daily, a New Year's Eve party. There's a sightseeing tour to Estonia. Uh, the insurance is all included as well. You can extend your stay after the tournament with an overnight cruise to Sweden and two nights in Stockholm. It's an absolutely fantastic package that Azerkan Global has put together. Uh, visit them at azerkan.net uh, to find out more. But that's uh, the big world junior trip to Finland. You can join me. I'm going. All right, we have uh, Craig Button. He's probably going to the world junior in Finland next year. Are you, Craig? Yeah, I am. All right. We'll see you there. Good. Yeah, it'll be great. It sounds like a real good trip if you want to go uh, see some uh, beautiful uh, winter country and uh, some good hockey. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I've never been to Finland. It's uh, an area of the world I've never been that I would love to go, so I'm looking forward to that. All right, let's uh, let's get to the top prospect game. Uh, and uh, we heard the clip from Travis Konechny. He was the MVP of the tournament. Um, and I'll, I'll ask you the same question I asked a guest earlier in the show. It, was that performance by Travis Konechny not necessarily his coming out and reminding everybody how good he is, but just re- reaffirming that he deserves to be in the conversation for maybe top 20, top 15? Yeah, I, I, I think that you go to a game like the CHL Prospects game. I think that, uh, you know, if you've watched the players long enough, I, I, I think there are those confirmations, affirmations that – say oh geez i haven't given him enough credit or i need to give him more credit or 
uh, you know, conversely, you're giving somebody too much credit. So, hmm. you know, Travis has been a good player. I mean, he's had some different challenges this year in Ottawa. Uh, injury, suspension, not a very good team. And you hear it all the time, players in their draft year, you know, they try to do more. And even Travis, after the game, he says, oh, I just hope that somebody will like me. There's lots of people that like Travis, and unfortunately there's only one team that can draft him. And, you know, that, that, that makes young players anxious. And the only thing I remind them of is just go play to your strengths. Do the things you do best, and everything else will take care of itself. Uh, Craig Button from TSN joining us here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, I want to ask you about Lawson Kraus, uh because I know he's a, he's kind of a hot-button guy right now in the sense that some people like him a lot and have him maybe top five, and other people have him more outside the top ten. He's He seems to be a guy who the, the opinions are very divisive on. Uh, you have him number 12 on your January ranking from the Craigslist. I know NHL Central Scouting has him four. What do you like about the Lawson Kraus, and what does he leave you wanting more? Uh, well, I mean, you, you cannot help but like his uh, skating ability, his willingness to, uh, you know, gain advantages by using his size. You know, he's quick on players. You know, he's good below the circles in the offensive zone. He's good along the boards. He's good around the net. He's a smart player. He's very aware. You know, I think he's a really good penalty killer. And I, I, I think you put all that together and, and you get yourself a, a real solid player. Now, for me, it's not so much what I don't like about him or what I'd like to see more of him. I, I think the biggest key gee is always identifying what a player is. And I'm not so sure that Lawson Krauss is anything more than a third-line winger. Uh, because to me, your your guys that have to score in your in your uh, in, in those areas of offensive forwards and everything, that's what I have to ascertain in terms of Lawson Krauss. And uh, you got to be able to make plays. You got to be able to uh, create offensive opportunities with the puck and, and skating with the puck and getting into position to finish a play. And I think that those are all the all the things that I'm looking for. And quite frankly, those are the things that uh, for me that's why I don't have them in the top ten. Yeah, I can't argue with you there at all. A uh, guy with, uh, you know, with 23, I think he has 23 points, and Dylan Strome with 81 now. Uh, big difference there. Warner with 91. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I, mean, I mean, you have him number three and Strome four, um, so not really surprised that you like those guys because of their offensive numbers uh, at all. Did anybody at the top prospect game, and it, again, it's a one-off game and it's a showcase event, but can a guy hurt or help themselves all that much in the one uh, in the one game? I can't speak for everybody. I'll tell you the, the the things that I try to look for in a player. I, you know, I, you know, it's a it's a competition number one, and I love the way that after the first, you know, five minutes or so, that the players just dig in and compete. And you know, you you you, you want to see that. You want to see players compete, and they do. Uh, you know, number two is you you want to understand where a player is at. Like again, we talked about it. Have you given them enough credit? Have you not given them enough? And in the case of some players, you're going. I need to go watch that player more because. He, he's shown more, or, or like again, I use the term, I use the word conversely. You know, you might, oh, geez, maybe he's not as good as I think he is, or maybe he shouldn't be as high as I have him. So I think you look at it in that respect. The other thing that I think is really, really instructive for this uh, type of an event is how other players uh, play with one another. And you know, the NHL, you're playing with the best players, you're playing against the best players. So just watch players, you know fit in and try to complement one another and get their skills into the game and understand how to, you know, in the case of a Travis Konechny, how to play fast, how to get into the openings. It's Connor McDavid is going to create those things. And, you know, you, you touched on you're going to have Timo Meyer on on Monday. I mean, to me, he really showed a, a, a real capability and ability uh, to, 
you know, play with good players and to get open and to create opportunities and advantages for himself and to take advantage of them by playing with Connor McDavid and Travis Konechny. So in that respect, you know, those are things that I'd like to see because the NHL doesn't get easier. It only gets harder to be successful at that level. Craig Button joining us here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, let's go with Timo Meyer for a second. You, uh, going into the game, we're on your Craigslist in January. You have him 31, so just on the outside of the first round. Because of the way he played, in, in just in the top prospect game, do you, if you were to put out your next list tomorrow, would he suddenly be several spots higher or, or not? Well, it, I, I never use the word suddenly because, you know, you're working towards an end. And, you know, and then even after that end, after they're drafted, you continually evaluate. So, uh, but to answer your question, no question. No question he moves into the top 30. And, you know, uh, I, I said this before the prospects game, and I'm glad I did say it because I said that Travis Konechny, I had him too low on my list, and I wasn't giving him enough credit. And he certainly showed that. So it's not it's not sudden. It's it, it, you, you know uh, my, my good uh, colleague uh, Matt Cade, who does great feature work for TSN. Uh, he always says it's data points, and there's various data points along the evaluation trail, and mm. you're, you're you're using those different data points to uh, try to get as complete a picture on a player as you can. And certainly uh, a game like that, playing against playing with a top end talent like McDavid, I think uh, for me, Travis Konecki and Timo Meyer. They they are uh, uh, certainly uh, higher than I've given them credit for. Uh, the St. John Sea Dogs out of the queue have, I think it was eight or nine players that made uh, NHL Central Scouting's uh, midterm rankings, and a couple of them uh, high on your list as well. And Thomas Shabbat, if Shabbat or Shabot, uh, and uh, it's Shabbat, it's Shabbat, Shabbat, and uh, is it Jacob or Jakob Zaboral? Jakob Zaboral. Jakob Zaboral. Both defensemen. You have them side by side on your ranking. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about both of them? Well, you, you know what I am going to tell you is this. I mean, those two guys and all the defensemen in St. John, I think, are really, really lucky. And I'll tell you why. Paul Boudelier, former first round pick to the New York Islanders, won a Stanley Cup with the Islanders. You know, played in Sherbrooke. You know, had an NHL career and played over in Europe. He, he works in defense development now, and I, I can tell you this: he, he, he's brilliant. And working with the players and helping them understand, you know, what your reads are and understanding how to take advantage of your skills and you know, be an effective defenseman first and foremost. So, you know, Daryl Young, when he became the general manager, he brought Paul Boudelier in there, and 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 I think uh, when you watch those young defensemen, I mean, Jakob Zaboral's been on the radar screen, Tom. A Shabbat, not not so much as Jakob, but they're just going to blossom. But they're not the only guys that are going to blossom. There's other defensemen on that blue line. They just traded for Jason Bell. He's going to blossom because of Paul Boudelier, and development becomes a big part of it. But, you know, Jakob, to me, you know, the adjustment from European uh, ice surface to the North American, things happen quicker in North America. Uh, your passing lanes are narrower. So he's had to adjust to all those things. And, and Thomas Shabbat, I think the maturity. I, I saw St. John play three times last year, Guy, and I look back at my notes from when I after I saw St. John, uh, you know, three times earlier in the season, I, and, and I'm looking. I go, okay, I, 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 Shabbat played here last year. I must have some notes on him, other than just lanky, looks like a pretty good <laughs> skater. I didn't have much more than that. So he's really progressed, and I think that uh, uh, you talked about good skating, smart puck moving defenseman. Thomas Shabbat uh, is that guy. One more uh, defenseman out of the queue that I want to ask about is Nick Malosh, uh, plays for Bay Como. Uh, big guy, 6'3", closing in on 200 pounds, uh, but that's all, I can, uh, that's all I know about him. What can you tell me? 
Well, he played in the uh, he played in the uh, Helenka tournament and was a real force for them. He he, he paired up with Guillaume Guillaume Brisebois, who plays with Acadie Ak- Bathurst, and they played together uh, at the Prospects game. Ironically, their fathers grew up together playing softball and a little bit of hockey. So now here their sons are playing in the Helenka. And you know, uh, Nikola Malosh is to me he's a big, rugged, hard nosed defenseman, but he can make plays and he can shoot the puck. And I, you know, in a lot of ways. You know, you watch him play and you you watch the energy he plays with. And, you know, he's one of those players that just refuses to take no for an answer. So if you're playing against him, it's a hard battle. It's a hard uh, it's a hard night. It's a hard game because he doesn't give an inch to you. You've got to earn everything you've got. I think he's continually improving. He's becoming more fluid in his skating. But his all-around game is potential. I certainly like uh, everything about him. Greg, before we let you go, and we appreciate your time as always uh, here on the Pipeline Show, was there anybody or one or two players that you were disappointed in at the top prospect game that you thought you were expecting more from? You know, I, I would say no to that question because uh, I really wasn't. Uh, let me say this, a, a player that really, that, and again, another player I haven't given enough credit to. And for, you know, sometimes you be just you watch and you don't realize, boy, that guy is a good player. And, and that's Ryan Pilon of the uh, Brandon Wheat Kings. And watching him there, he really, really impressed me. You, you, you know, the game, uh, you know, I thought the goaltending – uh, was was real solid. It was a two nothing game, and you know there was a lot of chances uh, for that game to you know become a one goal game or even equal. But the goaltending was so good, so I, I don't think the six nothing score was a reflection of the game. And 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 again, I, the reason I don't get disappointed, Guy, is because I know the players want to put their best foot forward and they're trying their very best. And from a competitive point of view, I I, I don't think anybody in that game. In fact, in my from my vantage point not one player didn't dig in and didn't compete and right to the end very good Uh, craig appreciate your time as always we'll uh, have you on again in a couple of weeks thanks for doing this thank you gee you bet that's uh, Craig Button, TSN Director of Scouting, uh, who joins us every couple of weeks here on uh, the weekend edition of the pipeline show Uh, we are still taking your thoughts in uh, to our marks and home inbox who is the underrated players uh, going into uh, the 2015 draft, according to the uh, NHL Central Scouting uh, rankings that uh, came out uh, earlier this week? Um, Jonathan uh, says Jeremy Bracco. Uh, he's 13 points away from uh, breaking Jack Eichel's scoring record. Um, he's, and then he uh, tweeted in again to say, not record, sorry, but total career points. Uh, listen, Jeremy Bracco is having a fantastic year again. A little bit undersized, but man, this kid can put up the points. Uh, and if you're looking at the end of the, sec- uh, the end of the first round, early second round, I, w- I would have no hesitation in taking Jer- uh, Jeremy Bracco. Um, Jonathan's a little bit biased, though, I think, because his last name is also Bracco. <laughs> so he might be uh, a little bit biased on that one, but uh, appreciate you uh, sending us the note, Jonathan. Uh, Lindsay says, uh, Adam Johnson he leads the USHL in scoring, uh, and it started at the Junior Club World Cup in Russia. Uh, he's a little bit older, though. He's a 94. So he can still be drafted, but he could also just be signed as a free agent if uh, if somebody wants to. He's probably going the college route, though, so he's probably not looking to to sign with anybody right now. Um, but we have uh, lots of uh, comments into the uh, Marks and Home inbox today, and we want to hear more from you. So text me at 101260 or tweet at, tweet at me at TPS underscore gee and imagine yourself in a marks and home you can experience the difference nine communities in edmonton to find them and their beautiful shomes 
Check out their website. Visit them online at marksandhomes.com. When we come back, we're going to turn on the 2015 draft spotlight. Uh, the netminer, backup netminer with the Medicine Hat Tigers, happens to be the top-ranked goalie out of the WHL for the 2015 draft. It'll be our 2015 draft spotlight. Nick Schneider of the Medicine Hat Tigers, local boy, comes from our neck of the woods. Uh, he joins us next here on the Pipeline Show on TSN 1260. Hi, it's Aaron Eckblatt from the Barry Colts. With the first pick overall in the 2014 NHL Draft from the Ontario Hockey League, Aaron Eckblatt. And you're listening to the Pipeline Show. This is Atco Country. You know the yellow stripe. Atco Structures and Logistics, known around the globe for relocatable modular buildings, ideal for construction sites, workforce housing, real estate developers, sales offices, and schools. Anything can be built modular. Located in Spruce Grove, buy or rent direct from the manufacturer or custom design to meet your needs, including delivery, installation, plus parts and service. Call now, 1-800-575-ATCO. Atco Structures and Logistics, always there, anywhere. Visit atcosl.com. 